found wanting my heart is healthy enough to not have sex <laughs> that makes any sense <laughs> that's what a doctor told me this morning yeah like emotionally healthy <laughs> yeah yeah my mouth is uh my, the doctor looked in there and he said wow that's a real cesspit you got going there yeah i said yeah I'd i like don't to, have a permit i'd like to thank um aaron for persisting uh despite being a rancid vector <laughs> who society should eliminate um, I am disgusting. He is sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are my glands swollen. Yeah. Uh, um, shout out to Dylan uh, for getting loose last night. So loose, I was loose even until this morning. This episode is going to be loose and tight, according to Dan. <laughs> yep, that's the byline. I feel like we're on top of that uh, call to action so far. This is, you know, this is... This is not real. First of all, I recently listened to episode six, wherein there are some egregious uh, factual liberties taken with the Michael Jordan flu team. Yeah. So permit me to use another flu basketball team, flu game. game. The flu game. Yeah, wow. Good. This podcast is uh, going to be not unlike the Golden State Warriors in this year's NBA Finals, where Kevin Durant, Kevon Looney, and Clay Thompson all go down with major injuries. DeMarcus Cousins is still hurt for most of the time, and a skeleton crew of Warriors are left to try to overcome Toronto, which I guess in this case is just loneliness or bad audio. Um, and we'll see does, what we can do. We'll play does, a break song later on. Oh. Yeah. Hey, everyone! Does Stephen Fry still play for uh, the Golden State Warriors? <laughs> That's not a real person. <laughs> and no. Stephen Fry is a real person. Stephen Fry? Yeah. Who's that? Stephen Fry is a British comedian. He and Hugh Laurie had a show for many years. Um, then my answer is no. <laughs> I've talked to my attorney. Also, um, just a, one little bit of housekeeping. I'm not going to say anything today that isn't cleared by my attorney. Cool. So uh, we'll do we want to say our names really this quick? This rice briefly. is wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking tripping out. Yeah. All right, name. Let's say uh, My name's Aaron. I'm uh, the ill boy. Of the crew, and I'm eating some wild rice. Damn. Um, I'm the little hot tamale from Natchez, Mississippi. Cool, man. <laughs> I like um, that a lot. I, uh, you can find me high above the cliffs wearing a red dress and a look of indiscretion. Wow. Beautiful. All right. Well, my name is Dylan, aka Young Back Pain, aka Dan Margera, aka Milky Ganache. Nice. I like Dan hey. Margera. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Mihan and Earl are gone for reasons I don't know. I, I never really 
know what Earl's up to. He's kind of... I think he's in Seattle. He's got some dark machinations. I think he's in Arboretum with his, <laughs> with his gal. He's been entombed as a tree <laughs> in the National Botanic Gardens. He, yeah. uh, he, he was requisitioned sh- by science. He shot a deer in the forest and was mm. turned into mm-hmm. a dryad by the gods, the angry gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's basically doing the uh, spiritual equivalent of washing dishes till he pays his bill. Is he'll it? be back. Uh, and then Mihana, I don't know, is she in the fields of Illinois falling deeply in love with her artsy boyfriend? Or is she... Or is she covering Baba O'Reilly touring, touring dive bars around the, uh, the southern U.S.? I hope for her sake it's the second. Uh. Um, yeah, dude. Um, so I want to let's get let's get loose before we get tight. Okay. Did you guys prepare any segments today? Uh, I didn't because I thought there would be more people here, so I kind of thought it would be covered and I could just take a back seat on That's this okay. one. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to provide the scaffolding if you fill me out like a brick. I will. Yeah. yeah no, uh, I'll do. I'll right. do. I'll be your. I, uh, I was a I was a wall builder bricklayer for a time in my life. Is that for, true? That's correct. Construction job. I found out last night that Dylan is estimated to have like over twenty jobs. I've had more jobs than I have lived crazy. years of life. I'm yeah. pretty sure. What was? Can I? I can I, I get a? Power how I measure up to that? What's your best and worst job of all time? Um, worst job was probably construction or I worked at a an Ace Hardware for like three months when I was seventeen. Um, that was probably pretty bad. Were you making keys? Uh, I did. I learned how to make keys. That yeah, was pretty cool. Let's go. Um, You're a locksmith? No, no, no. Sorry, I, just, I, I worked. I zoned out. I was thinking about ball play Alabama. Okay. Which is right, we'll get back to that. Cool, man. Yeah, let's table that one. <laughs> no, I, uh, I worked at a hardware store in Ace Hardware that was terrible. Um, I actually worked at a movie theater that paid terribly when I was like 19, mm. but I really liked it a lot. It was a great job. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like that's just a happy place to work. Kind of. It was cool. It was fun. Magic of the cinema. It was fun, and I also saw a lot of like it's. It's just weird how many times you see the same parts of movies over and over again. So mm-hmm. I have like. Very was it Alamo? Textured. No, it was the movie theater that is now Harkins, but it used to be a landmark in mm. Arvada. In oh, old, the yeah. Old Town Cinema Thirteen up there, or whatever huh? it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I was living pretty close by at the time. Um, and then. Drove past it last night. Oh, really? Yeah, I said, look at that Harkins. I'm almost home. Yep. Yeah, it's a beautiful Harkins. Um, yeah, I don't know. Best job? Probably. Yeah, probably that movie theater, honestly. <laughs> it's like so re- relaxed and easy. Did you uh, ever give in to the urge to say, step right up. We got a beautiful picture here. <laughs> Greta Garbo and Humphrey Bogart star in From Justin to Kelly. <laughs> I would watch that remake. Yeah. What do you got? My worst yeah. job uh, was definitely working for my dad at the uh, uh, cement plant when I was in high school because it was four thirty a.m. to like two p.m. That's brutal for like ten bucks an hour, which was more than minimum wage, but less than everybody else. Um, and uh, yeah, it involved carrying stuff that was like twice my weight around the place and metal forms and uh, like jackhammering silos in the insides of cement trucks on 100 degree days um yeah so that was pretty awful my best job is right now i'm doing tile and i only have to work you like, would say that's your best job 
Yeah, I only have to really? work like half the day most wow. days, and I make a lot of money. That's great. And I just Sorry get to listen to music and podcasts the entire time, so there's really no downside to it. That's well, there job. is a downside. There's a massive downside, but <laughs> yeah. I'll take us back to the real world. I was thinking the other day, so I visited my grandmother in Colorado Springs, and Teddy, she's 89. Wow. She had 11 kids. Wow. Iron uterus, clear eyes, strong heart, can't lose. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and, but she has, she has pretty bad dementia, and she had a really bad pneumonia infection in the winter, and it didn't look good for her. But she's since really recovered, but I'm leaving in a couple months, and I was like, I don't know how many times I'm going to get to see her, so I went and visited her. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really bizarre, I spent like four hours with her. And her dementia is severe enough where it's difficult for her to hold a conversation yeah. unless you're talking about very specific stuff from the past. But at the same time, I don't know how to describe it. Like the eye contact she gave me and like when we would like hold hands and stuff, it's like interacting with someone in that stage of, it was like we were still like emotionally connected even mm-hmm. though we weren't like having a coherent conversation and yeah it got me thinking i've always been like fascinated by the elderly and just what it would be like to be elderly and how for probably most people that are like not in good health and like over the age of 80 in the united states uh-huh. they're just kind of alone for most of the time or like caring for them <clears throat> is just like farmed out to like a company yeah. or something and it's just bizarre to think of like yourself in that scenario. I and, think about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, it's, that's like the thing that like terrifies me a lot about like getting older is the concept of forgetting everything that I know or like yeah. being like out of control of even what you want to do. Cause you don't know. Cause you don't know anything. Right. There's a really interesting, um, there's a lot of research that's been done into ways to kind of like counteract Alzheimer's and dementia mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that have, uh, dementia induced like fantasies about things, it's actually better for their brains if you indulge them in it. And if you talk to them and if you don't shut down the fantasies that they have. You can't be like, no, that's not true. Right. Because if you do that, it's the only place that their brain has to go down neural pathways. And if you say no, it'll cut it off and it can actually like atrophy and die. But if you say yes, and you go along with the fantasy, then they can build like more pathways and they can actually find back doors into stuff that they've like lost yeah. access to. Yeah. It's really fascinating. It's also like an interesting, t- I feel like for white people, we're having this experience now with the older people where I have several friends who like just kind of totally write off their grandparents cause they've like said kind of racially insensitive things over the years. Yeah. And that's, that's really odd. It's like this whole generation that we've like, that if you're like white and liberal, you're kind of like, ugh, that's not good. It's yeah. like we've like canceled the elderly. And right. I just think that's sad. It's like people from that generation had a lot of like outdated ideas, but I think like old people are really deserving of our compassion. Anyway, this is a long-winded way of asking, have you had an interaction with an old person recently or in the distant past that really sticks out in your mind, positive or negative? Yes. So here's a wild one. Wow. A real, real chuckle fest this episode. This is my strategy is to alternate. 
Okay. And okay. Serious and funny. Okay. Loose and, loose and tight. I like loose and tight. I, I like told it. you. I didn't lie to you. Dan's driving the bus today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's the, here's the deal. Um, I am not a fan of nursing homes. Or oh, fuck that. At yeah. all. Um, so when I was a kid, I went and visited my great grandmother in a nursing home. Um, she had Alzheimer's really bad, so they, they put her there because um, nobody wanted to deal with it. So they put her yeah. in a nursing home and uh, went to visit her. Not only did she keep thinking I was my dad, we do look very similar, but she kept thinking I was I was my dad at a young age. That's a weird age. feeling. Um, and she's like, my, how you've grown? And, you know, she kept calling me Richie. So that was... that. Weirdly enough, like I don't even remember too much about my visit with her. What I remember was I was waiting out in the lobby while they discussed important things with the doctor, and another um, older woman who was there uh, came and started speaking to me, and said I reminded her of her grandson um, that she used to get to spend time with, and we were wandering through the um, through the the premises and. She took me into this dining room, and we were looking out the window, and she's like, I love just, like, looking out this window. It's so peaceful. But and then she turns to me, and she says, you know what's out there? Real people live out there. And she patted me on the back and gave me a rub, and she's like, yep, yep, I wish I could live out there. Oh, my And God. I was, like, struck by it Fuck. forever. I mean, the, the phrase, real people live out there, uh, has always stuck with me. Um so it's, it, it's just uh, it's don't put don't put your parents or grandparents in a nursing home if you can help it. It's tough. It's like my. It's weird to like. Have you ever traveled to a country? Well, you definitely have with Japan, where like old people are really still integrated into, or like really revered and taken yeah, care they're of. Yeah, venerated for yeah. Like in Madagascar, like everyone has so many kids that it's just like understood that one of the kids is gonna like the parents are going to move in with them at some point. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like it's good for kids to grow up with their grandparents or like multi-generational like houses. Like, I feel like that'd just be an interesting way to grow up. I didn't grow up like directly like that, but I wonder if there'll be like kind of like a moral reckoning about the elderly at some point. I hope so. Cause it is a very, it's a very like Anglo concept yes. because I think that like, even in like Western Europe, it's not a Western concept. It's a it's an Anglo concept yeah. for me because well, I, like yeah in like Western like I've been to Italy and I've been to Greece yeah. and those are very both similar things where like you build you build other layers on your house mm -hmm. to put people into and the younger generations just move further up right and the elderly live on the bottom floor and that's just the way that your house goes you eventually have four levels on your house and everybody lives there and then they die and you move down a level yeah. after they pass and so it's, and that's especially in like my girlfriend is greek and like in that culture the like idea of the patriarch and the matriarch of the family is very like very woven important. into their yeah. familial yeah. identity right um yeah it's it, i feel like even like people of color in the united states are like more integrated with their grandparents a lot yeah yeah which i think is i think speaks to the kind of like concept that it is yeah not just a western belief but like a specifically like uh white european from yeah. like specific places belief um and also that like that also speaks to the idea that 
other people can afford to just like distance themselves from their family yeah and other people cannot do that they have to really like keep those ties right close it's uh yeah and it's also ironic it's like conservatives are like supposedly standing for like family values but that's like a family value that gets right kind of they're like oh whoops like i, <laughs> I want to go to the movies and grandma can't come right right anyway lol you guys are hilarious <laughs> um moving yeah, on yeah I mean, how about those dicks and butts though yeah man? i do want to talk about Mihana is not here to defend yeah. herself, so Let's I don't want to. I don't want to lay into her because she's not here to defend oh, herself. Man. But I will say, I'm a simple man, and I have simple delights, mm-hmm. and I like talking about peepees and butts and oh, buttholes, and not all the time. I'm not like a gross person, even though I'm disgusting. Yeah. I understand that. Yes, there are disgusting topics that we've discussed on this show, but Dan and I just for the first time heard the episode that we were not here for as it was aired. And there is a long, long discussion about period blood being put into food Uh and secretly, without people's knowledge. And it's Mihana's bit. And it is Mihana's bit. And I can't talk about a pee-pee and how I think a pee-pee is funny. Let the record show also that I think in episode four, where Mm -hmm. we really got poopy. Yes. Mihana didn't contribute most of the poop material. Yes, but she was the she was the shot heard around the world. She asked for poop stories. What and really? She fly, go back and listen to the tapes. <laughs> listen to the tapes. The she asked for the poop stories. Yeah, I thought Earl asked for the poop stories. Let the record show. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So are you fans? You heard it, <laughs> Get out you there. Heard it here first. Yeah. Um, that is wow. Well, there's gonna be a reckoning. I'm just yeah. saying, let it be known. I, yeah, I, there I will like be that. a reckoning for this. Gentlemen, um, gentlemen, I'm a I'm a literary man. I love a good uh, <laughs> exposition and exposesis. Zazizizo. Um, I wear a lot of tweed and elbow pads. <laughs> and as a professor of literature, I'd like to present the following for your consideration. My okay. central thesis. In the song Bartender by T-Pain, <laughs> there is an oft-overlooked conflict taking place. Okay. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. Okay. Let me explain. The opening stanza of the song Bartender... Oh, let's let's set the mood. Do, do, do. I got another song. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking forward to a one-man performance of it. I can, well, I do know it from memory, but it's like, it's like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna play he's that open, opening. So like, I just want the, the listener to know if I keep this in that he's opened and closed both Spotify <laughs> and Safari about six times. Okay. Into fair use. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> excellent point. <laughs> that leads me to my second point. In the first stanza of the song "Bartender" by T Pain, T Pain breaks up with his girl last night. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the timing he, on that. Wow, he has, has, yeah. he has he done. Breaks, breaks up with his girl. He's a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> so T Pain is broken up with his girl. So he goes to the club. He gets dressed up. He brings his nicest car. He says some pretty disparaging things about the looks of the 200 other women in the club. <laughs> That's kind of how he starts here. It's like, there's 200 bitches in the club, ain't none of them hot. Um, 
Damn. You know, T-Pain's trying to feel better. Um, except for this pretty young thing that's working all the way at the top. Shoddy, what is your name? So, we've introduced the Helen of Troy. <laughs> the face that launched a thousand bitches who weren't hot. <laughs> um, so, so far it reads like a pretty, you know, it's, it's a classic love song. Um, he asks for her name. The, the chorus, obviously, is she made us drinks to drink. We drunk them, got drunk, and then I think she thinks I'm cool. She gave me a wink. I winked back, and then I think that we hit it off something proper. Like, so he thinks it's going somewhere. The central thing from this part of the song is to draw attention to the fact that in the opening stanza, T-Pain is only talking about himself. But during the chorus, he uses uh, the plural, us, and, right. and implying that someone's with him. Right. Um, so the next stanza... Leap forward. We assume the relationship's going well because he's got a brand new girl, so he's feeling all good inside. Um, she's making free drinks. Uh, she works at the club, so he gets in, in free. Wednesday night, this is critical. Wednesday night, I'm on the list. T Pain plus three. So, so far, so good. Next, Akon. Okay. T Pain's best friend, right? Right. Close, so. Yeah. This Did bears, they come to the club together? This is the question. This bears a more careful reading. <laughs> Akon says, Shorty, I'm sure you heard that I rarely ever come out. Never come out. Unless I'm in the M6 doing tricks, freeway burnt out. Got, got a passenger side that's empty, wanting it to be your spot. Put you on my billboard, we can act like the charts. I can end up on top. This is weird. Don't smoke, don't drink. That's why I be by the bar, baby. <laughs> Just looking at you from a distance, looking like a goddamn star, baby. Okay, first of all, are we assuming that he is addressing the bartender or a fourth character, another woman? Oh, also, or is, or why is he hanging out by the bar if he doesn't smoke or drink? Okay, here's my reading of right. that. And there's more to reveal, but I want to hear this. He's not singing to the bartender. Or a fourth character. He's singing to T-Pain. He wow. never comes out, baby. Never comes out. Oh my out. god! We can be <laughs> like the billboard. Be like, uh, like the we charts. like the charts. Be on top. Because wow. both of them are chart-topping artists. Wow. And also, he can top T-Pain. But here's where your theory falls apart. Oh no. Hold on. So, okay, man, but also something the, else, too, yeah. about, about this Akon bit. Uh, Akon has done a lot of things that make no sense. I don't know. Like, like, oh wait, like I, editing I his vocals off of his know. album he, cover. He owns what? he owns a white tiger named Simba. What? Which is wrong in both <laughs> in two ways. <laughs> there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of upsetting stuff. About that. Um, yeah, there are there are three major problems that I have with that fact about Akon. But yeah, I would say. I don't know why that he, that line is. That is crazy. So no, be by the strange. bar. Be by the bar. Cause don't smoke. Don't drink. That's why I be by the bar. That's why I be by the bar, baby. Just looking at you from a distance, looking like a goddamn star, baby. Maybe this he's is, talking about Zanny bars, but Zanny bars weren't popular. This is the twist. Okay. So the very next line. So my girl don't see me, colon. T-Pain, can I get those keys to the car? About to go and bang bang boogie with my cutie, and I'll see you tomorrow. So Akon apparently arrived with T Pain. Yes. Are we assuming that this is the Wednesday night where T Pain brings three? If so, yes. is Akon among those three? Also, 
He must, and he must have brought his girl because he doesn't want her to see him Is leaving Akon's, with another woman. Akon couldn't have brought his girl to the club. But he doesn't want his girl to see him. That's why he leaves in T-Pain's car. But wouldn't they have carpooled? Yes. <laughs> Wait, so T-Pain is when you're that, at the club. When you're that wealthy, I don't think that you need to carpool. This is before he, why, Uber and why Lyft, he need, so yeah. If he needs to, to ask T-Pain for the car, right. he apparently needs that as his well, I bet T-Pain could, drive, could call a driver service. He could call a private car service. My That's question is did exist at the time. They still do. Yeah. My central question is... Does Akon leave with the bartender and leave T-Pain back where he was at the beginning of this emotional arc alone at the club with 200 ugly bitches? <laughs> and does he speed off with seen. the bartender? Yes. I'm trying is there to... a resolution to this or is that the end of the song? Is that the end of Akon's verse entirely? That's the end of Akon's verse and then it's back to the chorus and then T-Pain's outro, I like the bartender... Ooh, if you're looking for me, I'm at the bar with her. Uh-huh, okay. So T-Pain's at the bar with her. The but bartender. Akon left. Akon left. Well, and also I the feel song like is Ak- called Bartender. I feel like Akon left because I, I stand by my, my reading. I think Akon left because he's upset. He feels jilted by T-Pain. That, he, well, is, he is pining away without hope, and so he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to take the car out to bang a cutie, quote-unquote. But really, he's probably just going to go back home, because he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, he's surrounded by all these people, bumping and grinding, watching T-Pain flirt with the bartender. Right. That's why he's by the bar, he's he's making himself more miserable. He's living vicariously through the bartender, because his drug is T-Pain. This, is, this line adds credence to your argument. I mean, if we really read deeply. Uh-huh. So my girl don't see me. Uh-huh. Because what if he's living in shame? What yeah, if he has a beard? What if, yes, yeah, so his girl don't see him. She doesn't see the real him. She can't understand. Or so he's affair- afraid. But, about to go and bang, bang, boogie with my cutie and I'll see you tomorrow. Who's there his is, cutie that's if the it's question. not his girl? That's the question. There but is... he, say, he says he's addressing T-Pain, I'll see you tomorrow. There is a lot right, of... Right, but is he trying to make T-Pain jealous as he possibly. watches it T-Pain flirt with his bartender, right? Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to get out of here. And this is an act of kind of jealous, uh, like a, a jealous barb at T-Pain. He's like, I'm going to take your car and leave. He's got to. Yeah. But he's really just going to go home and watch whatever he DVR'd. Was DVR <laughs> out at this time yet? Bro, this was... Wait, 2004, let's see, let's 2005? 2000 and... Yeah, this is like this is like a mid two thousand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. will say that there's a lot of evidence, and on the record, Akon has said many times that he does not drink or smoke. He drinks Shirley Temples when he goes out. That's why he doesn't go out. This is also an interesting part that might be a rich man vein of mine, might not. Um, he says he rarely ever comes out unless he's in the M six doing tricks. Freeway burnt out. So it's like the only reason... He that rarely comes out, never comes out. Except that, that, that is really fucking he weird. He says it yeah. twice. He literally says, Shardy, I'm sure you heard that I rarely ever come out. Never, never come, come out. out. Yeah. A contradiction. Or he's addressing two I think he's, types I think of he's coming du- out. I think he's doubling down on it. Wow. He's doubling down I've on never it. come out, and I rarely ever come out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think we've gotten somewhere. 
but isn't this weird? There's like this weird kind of like under the surface tension between T Pain and Akon's like physical whereabouts. How T Pain is leaving the club? Did they come to the club together? What about the Nisha call? It's like yeah, it's kind of like it's like a noir film. It is. It's like a neo noir rap. I think we could make some really good fanfic about uh, this. Would actually be a it would be a good like short film. Well, I could do some slash fic about yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah we um, can do a song with Tim McGraw. That's Nelly. Nelly. It's all in my head. <laughs> I think about it over and over again. I can't take it. I can't break it. And it's all in my So, cool, man. <laughs> you guys are fun bros. Next, <laughs> I thought I thought a deep uh, a deep source of potential material for us could could be to do another one of our role playing games. But this is a police procedural. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now let me let me let me set the record straight on yeah. how I feel about the the character work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we are not prepared. Okay. Or I do like that. Wait, cable. but what about the time when we did like the heist? I want to do something similar, but I want to do something with that as well. Well, you want to do that? Yeah, but that's not like character work per se, right? Role sure. play. Role play. That's what I mean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When I think role play, I think character work. I and do too. I think, and then I, I get scared. Me in a skimpy. <laughs> I think me in a skimpy outfit, kind of feeling passively shameful, <laughs> and you know, just kind of. Like, waiting in the corner in a ski mask and saying, like, all right, here we go. I think we can kind of, I think we can narrate from the If this is what distance. they want. <laughs> this is what I'm going to give them. So let me set the scene. I'm a people pleaser, yeah. It's 1987. Okay. New York is both a city that never sleeps and a city that needs to try to get more probiotics. <laughs> because that is an unhealthy microbiome right there, folks. Um, I am assembling a crack police team to, um, not literally, um, to investigate a crime. The crime is this. So we're um, on the other side of the law this time. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, last night at the police commissioner's annual ball, I love a police commissioner's ball. Jerk wings were served. Yeah. In and around my mouth. <laughs> that was the Dylan's comment. But also the wings, yeah. Ugh. Okay. The mayor was there. Mayor Hinkeldorf Van Higginsbottom. Okay. He was there chowing down on some wings. Can't about, wait to see how that name evolves. <laughs> about nine Did you wings already deep. forget what it was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His name was... Higsby Von Winkler. <laughs> and, that was not um, terribly far off. Well, we'll see. I can get farther. Um, nine wings deep. What's his choice dipping sauce? Blue cheese. Of yeah, course. He's not a monster. He's dipping jerk in blue cheese, though. That's yeah, come on, man. So, about 9.07 p.m., um, we're moving through the one-man show <laughs> portion of the ball. <laughs> When uh, the deputy of operations... Wait, what are they performing for the one-man show? They're doing Annie, a beloved... (laughs) (laughs) And um, as the mayor is captivated by the deputy of operations' performance on stage, 
and his great tap dance work. Oh my god. When, yeah, when he did uh, animal crackers in my soup, I lost my fucking... <laughs> Shirley Temple, Aaron. That is not Annie. That is Shirley Temple. Are you, is that really? I yeah. thought that was... No, no. it's Get Annie. Get America's Sweetheart straight. No. Uh-uh. Animal no. crackers. No, 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 no Aaron. Oh, I'm right. going to look it Wait, up. Shirley I'm, Temple I, played Annie. Annie. No. Yes! That's really? 100% true. Really? Yeah. The only Annie I know is the Carol Burnett one. Oh, now I'm thinking it's of hard, Pippi Longstocking. You're right. It is true. Yep. Okay. Quick, quick aside. My great uncle, who was like a kind of a dour literary priest who really liked high culture, once took all of me and my shithead cousins to the Pikes Peak Center to see a production of Annie. Uh-huh. And Shit, the natives yeah. got really restless. <laughs> but I kind of liked it. <laughs> Wait, the people from where? No, like my cousins were just like, "What is this? I want, I want to play Madden. Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I love it." <laughs> anyway, um, so midway through the performance. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry. Please. As an adult, no, yeah. Shirley Temple was named United States Ambassador to Ghana and to Czechoslovakia. That seems wrong. And also <laughs> served as Chief of Protocol of the United States. That seems like a political miscalculation. That also sounds, Chief of Protocol sounds like a made up, like a figure. What is she Also, good? what was she like she as an adult? I don't really know anything about did? her. That's why I was curious about I don't know anything about her either. Yeah. I thought she died when she turned 14 and was reabsorbed back into the stars. I feel like there's almost <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no her, way her, her, you can have that kind of experience as a child and not just be fucked up. Her proteins return to the Earth, and we now know her as Ariana Grande. I now know her <laughs> as the element cadmium. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. It goes, it goes surely, or the Pokemon evolution is Shirley Temple, Ariana Grande, and then, of course, Whoa. at a certain point. By now, I think she's been turned into the diamonds that will eventually Wait, be given to my I like this. <laughs> so she's kind of like the Dalai Lama, but for like beloved young pop stars. My uh, my uh, one of my shithead cousins, um, <laughs> who I love dearly, he um, he's like a blonde kid. He <laughs> went to get a haircut and he wanted to get like the sides of his head shaved. He has three heads. Uh, he's so he wanted, yeah, he wanted, um, he wanted number 24 to yeah. shaved into the side of one of us. <laughs> but he wanted, like, he wanted it like permed up top. And apparently like my aunt took him. And when he came out, he was like kind of sheepish and disappointed. <coughs> my government's gotten a rough haircut. And she was like, honey, what's wrong? Like, what did you want? With the haircut, and he was like, I wanted it to look like this. And he's 15, and he showed her a picture, and it was just like kind of like a big black guy. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, honey, your hair can't look like that. <laughs> he, he, looks he, want, like, he wanted like a high top fade? Yes. He looks like, he someone, got like a wet perm. It looks like someone like electrocuted like... a toy poodle <laughs> and like strapped its corpse to his head. <laughs> he, he looked like, he so wanted he wanted to look, to look like, like Prince. He wanted to look like kid and play. He wanted to look like kid and <laughs> yeah. play and he came out looking like Prince. <laughs> he looks like fresh, like fresh Prince, Will Smith. Like, the laws of physics suddenly changed on him, and he just drooped. <laughs> he looks like a, he he looks like like a character from uh, fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Then. Yeah, but that's too bad. How do we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. Truly Temple Perm. Uh, Truly Temple the reason perm. retirement homes should not oh, exist. Oh, <laughs> first of all, can, yeah. we, can we... Is this... Is, okay, two things. Free the grandparents. Uh, I'm going to go down... This is my vector. Shirley Temple, mixed drinks. First of all, 
Uh, our friend Liz Butler, I really admire for ordering dirty Shirley's in public, and I want to do that more often, but only when I feel safe. Um, What's a dirty Shirley? It's just vodka. a Shirley Temple of Vodka. It's amazing. That sounds delicious. delicious. But the other day, I like was with a group of people I didn't know that well, Yeah. and um, it got quiet, and I ordered a screwdriver, and they all laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you with? That you, I was with a bunch at? of Earl's friends, Earl and Graham's friends, oh. and I'm just like... It's 2019. Can I make a, like, I'm sorry, I'm like a fucking gerbil on this thing so far. Uh, uh, I, I want to point out that we are still at the one-man show bit of the yeah. governor's ball. This is my last aside. This is my last aside, and then we're going to swing back. Swing! <laughs> People read the fucking article about the, Mal- the disappeared Malaysia Airlines flight that, like, just came out. It's fucking nuts. It? Um, this, like, pilot, this, like, former pilot did this, like, investigative piece on, like, really? what What's the, the publication? The Atlantic, I think. Oh, per- and, they do amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, it's basically about what the current theories are, what's within the realm of possibility, who's, like, hiding shit. And, but the beautiful thing about the article is that the article is, like, less about what specifically happened to the plane and how, like, the public reaction mm-hmm. to it says more about, like, our obsession with like conspiracies and skullduggery and all yeah. that shit and people should really read it but it has made me terrified to fly on a plane really because yeah. there is some like the most plausible theory can i spoil it yeah yeah most plausible theory is that one of the pilots told the co-pilot to go back into the cabin locked him out and then like swung the plane it was flying from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, but then he swung it south across the Indian Ocean towards Antarctica, um, basically to commit suicide. Jesus. And he, he, the like satellite data indicates that he probably climbed to forty thousand feet and depressurized the cabin. Holy fuck! And but people would have died like pretty quickly without yeah. really knowing what's going on. And then he just flew the plane because they would have just like, passed out. Yeah, and like the oxygen masks would have dropped down, but it only gives you oxygen for like fifteen minutes. So they would have been like, "This is weird." I mean, they probably would have panicked because the flight attendants would have realized what when was the going cabin's on. depressurized. Is there like a big like indicator that it's been depressurized other than the oxygen mask? They said like you, the people on the plane would have felt like g forces, like leaning back into their seats. That's a crazy. Bit. But it's like they theorized that this guy, because he had been a pilot for so long, in his warped <sighs> mind, probably thought that that was like the most ethical way to kill the people on the Holy flight. Holy fuck. But anyway. Wasn't he like upset about some political thing that happened with. No. Well, the most plausible theory is like, so there's two, there's two guys. There was like a young pilot who's like 27, about to get married, really optimistic. Uh-huh. Seems very unlikely to have been the one that did it. And then this experienced pilot had like gotten divorced. His marriage had been ruined by like a lot of affairs with flight attendants. Um, and, like, a lot of his friends just described him as, like, a pretty lonely so, guy. So, he, his marriage wasn't ruined. He ruined, he ruined his, his marriage. marriage. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good clarification. Um, but he, the, like, kind of the smoking gun is that he had a... Oh, come on, Aaron. He had Sorry, a flight terrible. simulator in his house. Yeah. And the only flight simulation that he played out the whole flight instead of just like auto simulating the rest of it yeah was like roughly along the route that the plane ultimately took really um they found the plane 
No, and they probably never will. But because it sounds like he just took it into the ocean where that's also a very scary part of the ocean where you're yes. describing right now. Because in the southern parts beneath the Indian Oceans and the uh, Atlantic Oceans, yeah, the the currents and the and the winds and storms at that part there's no land to break there because yeah. the only things that are that far south are like Easter Islands, like way far. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, away, and then uh, Antarctica right. are the only things that are like that far south, right, close right. to that. So there's so many storms that will just circle that part of the globe and yeah. never hit landfall and never stop. So there's yeah. forever storms that have been going for years and years and yeah, years yeah, down yeah. there. Um, there's a woman who circumnavigated the blo- uh, the uh, world by sailboat, and yeah. she talks about being in that part of the earth because you you have to use currents to like skirt around yeah. the like the southern capes of africa and everything right. so you have to go that far down but you literally can't sleep she did it alone on a sailboat and she couldn't sleep for like four or five days because the storms are so intense that if you fall asleep you will die because it will knock the boat over and you will drown yeah. and so the concept of a plane going down in that area we'll never see it ever again it's yeah. gone that's crazy it's, well the the really sad thing too is that like if normal protocol by like air traffic controllers and like the Malaysian Air Force and stuff had been followed, yeah, they would have been able to like get a general search area pretty easily, right? But um, the Malaysian Air Force turned off its radar for the night when like the workers went home. <laughs> they were like, shut, is, you make sure you shut off the yeah, coffee maker, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 and just, just blindly the flips radar. a switch. <laughs> and um, the Malaysian like Air Malaysia is apparently like a huge source of national pride to the government and mm. like the pilots are still really prestigious um and people are like they didn't want this to reflect badly on the airline oh, so it's like no. they didn't have a hand in the crash but they don't want people still to like focus but on they're it. just they're just idly yeah. Doing nothing about like, it. And all these maybe, they, maybe they purposely asked somebody to shut off the radar once they realized something was wrong. That, that could, likely? That's totally possible. Yeah. Like, once it, when they're like, okay, well, we don't want evidence of what just happened with this, so it'd be better right. if we just shut it that's, off. It is, possible. it is interesting, because oftentimes I feel like with big, like, government things like that, where there's, like, a lot of conspiracy about things, oftentimes I feel like the, the answer is that the government as a whole just, like, gets... Uh, uh, complacent with everything yeah. and they don't care and they don't do anything right. but individuals will do shady shit like that well, where they will try to cover it up on, an in, on a personal it reminds me level. a lot of like the Chernobyl thing uh, yeah. I think especially like Malaysia at the time was like authoritarian government and I think right. if you live if you're like working for the government and you realize like something's gone horribly wrong you're just like I can't take the fall for this right, right. and you just like push it and that's like the big. That's like the bigger danger than like a grand conspiracy. I think yes. is just people being like, "We're not fucking dealing with this." Or, well, that's what's or really it's scary not about. Cost me my job. Exactly. Like the thing. Yeah, also, yeah. welcome to BGPR. What's BGPR? <laughs> By the grace of Pod Public Radio, <laughs> <laughs> where we, where yeah. we discuss the. I hope I hope y'all have enjoyed the laughs tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of I, I like this. I kind of dig it. I like know? serious we're just lo-fi Before Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, I think my glasses make me look like I'm about to tell you why your interpretation of Kafka's The Castle is wrong. <laughs> and why I have more sex than you. Well, that's okay, Aaron. Uh, yeah. I look like a white supremacist that all the other white supremacists make fun of. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what makes you say that, sir? I just think I naturally look that way. I look like a failed kid detective. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Oh, boy. Can I get some of that? Yeah, but I still have a bright future. Yeah, Dan Baseball T. Myers. <laughs> You look like Encyclopedia Brown had a hard knock at college. I'm Encyclopedia Babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're back at the governor's ball. Now, yeah, finally. So, uh, it's 1981. You know what I said when I got there? What'd you say? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, here's the scenario. I didn't really get to Don't give blowjobs to police here and tell them to do their jobs better. He's a governor, not a cop. No, okay, okay, okay. So I thought it was the police commissioner's ball. No, it's it was the no, it's the police. No, it's the, you're, oh, was you're the right. police commissioner. It's the ball? commissioner's ball. The governor is in attendance. Okay, great. So, oh, or the mayor. Yeah, I've never. Wow, blow a we are really sloppy. I will not blow a, commi- a police commissioner, I but will I will right blow a time. sitting mayor. Yeah, <laughs> I, sure. As long as he doesn't. Stand How much up is he fast. paying? <laughs> He'll give you like some lenient zoning lo- like requirements. I'd call that my business. own personal Colorado. Yeah, I would actually. I wouldn't. Uh, who's the current mayor? I would not blow Michael Hancock. Uh, but if a different mayor and got, I would give oral to a different mayor if they could uh, get rid of a lot of parking issues that I'm currently having. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I believe yeah. there to be a bench warrant out for my arrest. I just want to be. I just think it pushed three hundred through. I, yeah. Oh yeah. My, Quentin Lucas out in KC. He's kind of cute. I'd blow for the homeless. I would blow for the homeless. He went to Barso, where I graduated from, and he just got elected to mayor. Congrats, Mr. Lucas. Look, you're a hottie with a body. I want to be crystal clear. My political views aside, if you are a comp troller at any municipality in the United States, I'm going to go to town on you. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you think. I'm going to fuck you like you've never been. <laughs> uh, okay, the mayor's ball. <laughs> I told no, you it'd be tight. No, police commissioner's no, ball. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, commissioner's ball. But the mayor's there. I told you it'd be loose and tight. I, I, I warned you. Okay, so one-man show. The deputy of operations, that's accurate, um, mm-hmm. is up on stage doing his one-man show of Annie. Um, the mayor is nine jerk wings deep. He's been dipping in blue cheese. All of a sudden, he takes a bite of his tenth wing and tastes ranch. Or as he knows, I'm tasting ranch! (laughs) (laughs) A silver-tongued Lothario, he is not. But, the fact remains, soon after he tastes ranch, he has explosive diarrhea. The smell, the sight, the taste, the touch, and the sound what is ruin his name the again? show. The his, guy. his name is Sir Douglas Clark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was very different. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, I'm thinking of someone else. His name is Hicklebottom Hufflepuff. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Hinklevoss Van Hinklevoss. Hortensio Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tasted he's, ranch. He's tasted ru- ranch. He's quickly ruined the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he shat all over the place. Guess, 
guess so. No animal crackers in my suit, which the, also the one-man performer didn't understand was from Shirley Temple. He thinks he's doing Annie. And the Shirley Temple. There's some the guy sh- in the front in the front row going, that's Shirley Temple. And that's Shirley Temple. And then he won't listen. He and just he keeps, keeps getting more and more non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> the catering staff has made a grave mistake. And instead of serving Shirley Temples, they're serving Roy Rogers. No! <laughs> no! Was broken loose. <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, the guests are headed for the exit. This is a disaster for the department. We're three plainclothes cops. And we yeah, seal they, the doors. The police commissioner's ball undercover. <laughs> no, no we just have very boring outfits. <laughs> very boring. We're in from the plain clothes we're division. We're just drab. You no, know what they say like, about we, the boys in beige? We look yeah. like we're from Oklahoma, where the wind comes blowing <laughs> on the plains. So we seal the exits before any guests can escape. The stench is radiating. So and we're in a matter of minutes, into the diarrhea yes. room. In a matter of minutes, the fumes will become so pungent that everyone will die. We have minutes to solve this yes. crime. So we have to find we have to I want to hear who you are, uh-huh. what your plan is to fix the situation, what your theories are about the ranch and what went wrong, and how we're going to save the police or we're going to save the mayor's reputation ensure that the show goes on and fix the cocktail mishap go so that so the wait so the issue what okay okay so we're trying to figure out who put ranch in the blue cheese we're trying to figure out why the ranch was switched what was in it that made the mayor so sick okay well and how can we ensure that the party goes on without a hitch well my name is sammy bugs oh Oh, no my (laughs) name is my name's Woo! Sammy Bugs. Brother of any relation to Joey Bugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he's my he's my brother by marriage. He took his wife's name. He's the nicest guy <laughs> in the Midwest. You are not my wife's name. Sorry. My, <laughs> my apologies. He took my sister's name when they married. and uh, he uh, took Yeah, he's the nicest guy in the Midwest. But anyway, I'm Sammy Bugs, and uh, I'm here to solve this crime. I've been on the force. For about four months, I've discharged my weapon 17 times. <laughs> I, uh, I, I always ride sidecar with a bit of whiskey and my trusty companion, Bell, Beeb. Uh, oh, God. Pug. Satan himself. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a pug named Bug, and uh, he's a cutie. Um, so I'm here. Uh, my first point of action, my my trusty pug companion and I are gonna sniff around the uh, the kitchen area. Okay. I figure that if any switch took place, it would be among the catering yeah. staff. Now, okay. these people catered my wedding and Joe Joe Bug's wedding, and um, how did it go then? It went great. Uh, there was no issues then, except for the uh, we ordered a an ice sculpture of a swan. That swan had a massive phallus uh, attached to it. Wow. Yeah. That seems like a big oversight. Well, well we are a pagan family, so okay. we did, in fact, request it as a symbol of fertility. Yeah. And, uh, it has blessed Joe Bugs and his wife with a, a fertile business and a family. Oh. <laughs> and a, and a like family fertilizer? Of, like and a family of hard bodies. <laughs> real, <laughs> real sexy... <laughs> They're pretty live, huh? Some real hot kids. Some real (laughs) sexy young adults of legal age. Um, (laughs) Yeah, pass more of that whiskey over on here. All right, so that's my move. I'm going to check out the catering company. Okay, I think, yeah, you and your dog head for the kitchen, and we'll see what goes on. I, um... 
So let me uh, hop into character. <laughs> kind of peeling back the fourth wall here. Uh, <laughs> wait, let me just. It'll be one moment. Yeah, hi. I'm Logan. <laughs> cool. My first kiss went a little like this. <laughs> <laughs> sure you will. Well, Logan, what do you think happened here? What's uh, what's your what? What do your instincts tell you? I don't know. I was at the mall. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you weren't oh, even nice. here. No, I was here. But like, I mean, people saw you here, and you helped to lock the doors to keep everybody in. No, so but I, I guess just mentally, I was at the mall with my best friends. Okay. Paul and Day. Day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How's that spelled? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. Uh, yeah. No, I'm kind of like. I'm a ladies man. I, I connect with the with, with the ladies out there. Um, and I think my kind of approach to the crime as I understand it is just to like have some frank conversations with people involved. Um, and for me, that's going to be sauntering over to uh, a little senorita um, <laughs> and seeing like, can I get next door? Like, can we get a margarita? Like, sure. Head down to San Diego, drive up to La Jolla. And later on, like, maybe head back to the shack wow how does this affect the ranch i'm not sure (laughs) okay um yeah no i just think it's important for me to like have the opportunity to kind of follow my dreams and not my dad's okay um working this bogus case kind of just seems like a way for him to like keep control over me and um logan how old are you I'm 35. Okay. Yeah. How old's your dad? Well, my, dad's <laughs> I don't know like, why I my dad's like 37, 38. <laughs> <laughs> I was told there'd be no character work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You did say no character work. But you I think I started. Work. You're I the think I started it. Do that. I could have just been anybody. Now but you asked who we were. Deep and I'm <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> um, Dylan engaged. <laughs> But my head is going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, can, we can start. We can. We can burn it. We no. Can burn it. Scorched earth. Sam. Sammy Bugs is dead. That's fine. We I'll, ta- I'll talk about how I solved the case. My name is Dylan. I'm a real person. <laughs> and I'm here to find the ranch person. Do you want to know how we'd really do it as ourselves? Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's do it again. Do you guys want to know the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Can I love with you guys for two minutes? <laughs> uh, well, I originally, originally I was picturing us doing what we did with the heist, which is just kind of narrating our role. Yes, but yes. then Aaron swerved us in. Sorry, I swerved. Which I swerved. Is good. Yeah. I think we. Ha- I think we made a, a hearty whack of the old t-ball snap. So okay, so we're ourselves and we're solving the case. Okay, we're, we're ourselves. So my first move is still gonna be the catering. I'm going to check out the catering people. I'm going to kind of sniff around. I'm going to stick my finger in a lot of different pots and taste that finger. <laughs> and you're going to go, ooh, oregano. <laughs> I'm going to probably spread a worse infection from whatever's going on with my mouth. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not health code. There's, there's going to be a vir- viral infection. My name ain't Jermaine. We're not doing character work. I'm Aaron, and I'm sticking my fingers in pots. Who knows? Hello, I'm my name there. is Viral Jermaine. Viral Jermaine. <laughs> and I'm here to solve a mystery. That's it's also a good white reclamation name because <laughs> Western Europeans are definitely a virus. I'm smallpox blanket. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. We gotta edit that out. No, I don't know that we do. I mean, I'll, we'll take the, the hardline stance that uh, we're against white nationalism. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. White, yeah. white identity yeah. as a concept, yeah. so uh, you yeah, fuck yeah. right off. Yeah, man. Um, anyhow, so yeah, I'm gonna be tasting all the all, 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 and uh, the horse doers. The horse horse doobies and I mean <laughs> smoking joints and snorting lines smoking. and, and Wait, okay. trying crystal meth. Can I just try to back of house? Can I just try to track? So you're gonna go to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna stick your virally infected finger. Right, trying to see what makes me sick, and then I'm gonna do a bunch of drugs. And then you're gonna party with the catering staff. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kind of check out of the investigation. (laughs) This is why you never made major detective. You're also also real life Logan because that was Logan's thing. (laughs) Oh, was that real? Well, Logan just was. He was out. He was at the mall. I won't try meth, but I did at my uh, country club job i did have a coworker who was uh, a meth addict and he at once, work yeah yeah Whoa. well not he wouldn't do it at work but he would do it in his free he would work so he could afford meth so he could do really meth. but he did he, did he take amphetamines did he take pills or did i he have take, no idea he I, was like legitimate i meth would head. imagine he did actual meth that's crazy because he was he was a rough and tumble dude that's generous yeah. and he uh one time was like yeah i was on a camping trip with my wife and we were trying to fry up some french french taters up in the woods uh, over you the campfire french taters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like he's like <laughs> yeah. so i picked up the pot he's like i was kind of fucked up so i picked up the pot of of oil and taters and i was trying to move it off the fire so we could start the burgers he's like i spilled hot oil all over my body look at this shit man he pulls his shirt up and he has all these bandages they're covering what? his entire torso, and they're just covered in pus and blood, oh, no. and just and he's working in the kitchen. I was gonna with say he worked food. in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. He was one of the line cooks, and he was like, "Look at this shit, man! It's wow. fucking disgusting. It's pouring through." Watch I'm me squeeze, squeeze it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, "I got to get fucking skin grafts, man, but I can't afford it on this fucking salary, man." And I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, that you should." go home. Sounds like you, like, suck. Yeah, it sounds like you're a crazy person. And so this is why you're doing drugs in the kitchen. So I'm not actually yeah. but I do, it is fun to hang out with those people, so oh, yeah. I'm probably gonna check out of the whole mystery. Oh, okay. Um, and I might, I have a feeling that I'll accidentally discover I what was actually going on. Feeling. Right, yeah, yeah. So I believe, I truly do believe it'll be in the line cooks. I think it's gotta be. I think it's gotta be, so, gotta be head some chef. Of the I gotta yeah. get to the head chef. Have either of you guys watched Which The Wire? means I might have to get the chef. No, I've okay. not watched The Wire. I won't reference those archetypal cops then. Okay, this is me as the cop. I'm showing up, I my, my tie is straight, I'm wearing a neat pressed shirt, okay. and I'm hoping to make Sergeant... You're a real... Uh, I'm a real brown wizard. I, I only know... I was going to say a Wire character's name, but I only know Omar, and I know that he's not a police officer. <laughs> not <so>. Omar. <laughs> yeah. Omar is very different. <laughs> yeah. um, so I am uh, really just trying to make Sergeant. That's all I really care about, and um, I really don't want this to look bad for the police commissioner or the mayor. So my initial instinct is the only way to keep people calm while my two extremely competent de- detective partners are, are doing the actual good police work and the legwork is for me to go up on stage and try to keep the crowd's attention Impressive. long enough uh, for us to keep the culprit in the room um, and to solve the case. What are you going to do? So 
I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna make model ships. Okay. I brought, I brought a kit of model ships. Um, and as I'm making these ships, I start with a frigate and then I move to a clipper and okay. then I move to a Chinese junk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm making these ships as quickly any, as I can. Any cutters or, or skips nope. in there? Okay. <laughs> nope, but we do have a we do have a dig a digger a diggery dude. <laughs> So you know three ship names. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's revealed. So when I run out of ship names and their corresponding architectural plans, the crowd starts to grow restless, and I start to use my body to kind of keep people engaged. And this is when something's revealed about me. I loosen my tie. I undo a couple buttons. And you have lizard And out, out flops. A mane. Do you guys know what a western sage grouse looks like? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have nice. these yellow chest sacks. Oh fuck yes. That kind of bounce and make a sonic boom to attract mates. And so I start bouncing, and meanwhile the beat to Billie Eilish's "Bury a Friend" starts playing and kind That's of like a, dark a, a boom, 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 and I'm just I'm bumping and there's strobe and someone has put like cat eye on me and yeah, yeah. I'm just like. Someone has stuck like jumper cables to my nipples, and I'm being Your nipples have been replaced by, then, the, by the sage. No, they're underneath. And oh my god! And then show up on your added. on your back. You have a giant tattoo of a Portuguese man of war. Yes. Yes. So. And then I come in high on meth with half the catering staff, <laughs> and I've got on the goggles from Star Trek: The Next Generation yeah. that Lavar Burton does, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as high. And I pull out a bunch of packets of single-use McDonald's ranch with Andy Newman's face, Randy Newman's face on. You mean Paul Newman? Paul Newman's. Randy no, Newman. Randy Newman. Not Paul Newman. Randy Newman. Not Newman. And then Randy Newman gets wheeled out on a on a rolling piano, and he's just, I love LA. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, sure, people. <laughs> so I have a I have a technician. I have a henchman named Dwayne, and he's pumping volts into me. And as the beat drives and the strobe flashes. And my chest sack just keeps bouncing and bouncing. And the sonic booms are starting to knock some guests to the floor. I become too excited and I draw my weapon and I shoot in the air. <laughs> I'm shooting my gun like a, like as if, I, as if I'm holding a lasso. And I shoot the chandelier by accident. No. And it crashes. No. And it traps. No. Who but... The police commissioner himself, mm. who we notice is face deep in ranch. <laughs> face deep. He's just been licking ranch out of a bowl. His face is covered. He's like a hyena he's inside dri- of a prairie mammal he's, that's passed. He's dripping ranch from head to toe, and no one noticed because they were so entranced. And because it was the ranch was all in a bread bowl. Yes. A, not a bread bowl, but a, a bread pasta shell. So here's at this where, point, at this yep. point, at this point. Everyone, like, this is the part where we cut to commercial, and Aaron and I are kind of looking at each other like we might be in over our heads. And, and then few, they introduce Dylan's And there's story a few line. synth scenes, synth lines yeah. that, like, yeah. play us out. And uh, then we see what so Dylan's we, been up to we cut 20 to that minutes earlier. Do we yeah. cut to that commercial first? Yeah. What is that commercial? Oh, yeah. Oh, O'Reilly! <laughs> Auto Parts! 
Oh my god, he's got a gun! <laughs> that's what cut back to? Yes. Oh! No, that's the commercial. That's the commercial. Oh, oh, oh. Because they're, try, they're trying to be a little more aggressive. They're trying to catch people's attention. Yeah. Uh, and they're also trying to just, like, drive a lot of uh, legislation to make sure that, uh, you know, really, like, comprehensive gun control yeah. laws get passed. No, past. that's... And the best way that they can think to do it is instead of it being the classic, oh, oh, O'Reilly! Oh, oh, parts. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, oh, it's oh, 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 he's got oh, a gun, he's got a gun! Oh, 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 he's got a gun! Yeah. 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 Uh, so they've lost a lot of business. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. there's a second commercial for Quiznos, and it's uh, singer songwriter John Malkovich. Completely <laughs> <laughs> he's completely nude, and he's covered in bronzer, and he's just like like foundation. He's covered in bronzer all over his body, and he's like twisting a hoagie smaller and smaller and squeezing the tomato and salami out of it and then at a certain point he just stuffs it in his mouth and then eats his own arm and then you slowly see him turn inside out like a slinky and then, and then what he is beca- he, what's the tagline what does he say and then he Wait, says quiznos <laughs> we're fresh quiznos we're fresh <laughs> really this is political <laughs> this is a really good sandwich <laughs> Yeah. And then we cut back 20 minutes earlier. So, mostly, I have been trying to make sure that the door that I was tasked with locking has actually <laughs> locked completely. And you're not totally sure. I'm not totally sure, and it's a lot of me, like, going through keys. Yeah, you have, like, a sure. huge key And ring. it's just like a, it's just like an OTS reverse shot where it's, like, over my shoulder, but it's also got part of my face in it. And I'm just <laughs> frantic trying to get the door locked. And you uh, have really bad fine motor skills, so you're kind of just shaking, <laughs> and you get, and you're just kind of softly under your breath, like, damn it. <laughs> fucking fuck. God, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I finally do, in fact, get it locked. What do I turn around to see? The chandelier falling. Yeah. in case the police commissioner himself. So, wait, I walk I up, I stick of... an arm through, I whisk some off. Taste it. That's ranch. Wow. Yeah. Wait, That's so I have, a, I have a procedural question. When you were struggling to lock the doors to uh-huh. the venue, as was our plan, did anybody escape? No. The, a lot of people assailed me. But it's a lot of, like, it's very, like, uh, it's very, like, 70s American New Wave style, like, uh, like storytelling at this point. Where, like, it's a lot of just me having, like, long conversations with people as I'm trying to lock the door. They kind yeah. of, like, whisk in and out of my... Uh, of my existence in this party as the one man show and Randy Newman and the shipbuilding and all that stuff is happening kind of over I'd my shoulder. I'd kind of like if this became like, this is in the middle of a, like a one hour TV episode, mm-hmm. but in the middle of it is a two hour segment where you were in various diners, like Harry Met Sally style, <laughs> kind of just talking about relationships and being in the big city. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you cut back, um, and you're trying to like you're kind of trying to force these keys. People are trying to talk to you. You're trying to connect. You're trying to make friends in the big city. Um, and periodically, like, um, kind of like in the movie Jeremiah Johnson. Have you guys seen that? I love it. You yeah. know when like there's the scene where all the crow warriors attack him for like uh-huh. the whole winter, and yeah. they're just like popping out of various places. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what's happening. So like you'll be like trying a different key. Someone will pop up from under a table. You'll just slam them down. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, you're still trying to like connect with people because you're you're single and like it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of assailants with like knives very close to my throat. Yeah, we'll do the thing where it's like it's like scratching. It's just like just barely like scratching or it'll like cut a hair out of my beard and then I'll like take care of them and I'm like yeah so uh, 
That's great. I'm glad that you've reconnected with your husband. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so so you taste the ranch. What happens next? Oh, I say that's ranch. And then I think we go to another commercial break. Okay, commercial yeah. break. Oh, yeah. Aaron, who's our sponsor? Uh, so this commercial is sponsored by... Uh, the commercial is sponsored by the commercial. <laughs> the commercial is for Subway, and it is featuring also John Malkovich. Competing brands. Competing brands. He's he's doubled down on the competing uh, sandwich brands, and Subway, of course, is the most popular <laughs> fast food brand at Wait, the moment. Wait, so do I take this to mean that there's a bidding war for John Malkovich yeah, 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 as a sandwich yeah, yeah. spokesman? He's, he's the hottest sandwich spokesman there is. he is. still nude with bronzer on his No, no, no. this time okay. he is very pale, and he is as clothed as he can possibly be. Okay. He's got sunglasses on, he's got, uh, he's got a big old top hat, he has a four-piece suit, and an ascot. Wow. Uh, on top of a tie, and yeah, he's also wearing. He's also wearing a tie. He's got a pocket square, and he's also wearing a tie that has a pin and a clip, which is yeah, a major yeah. fashion faux pas. Yeah, absolutely. He is a faux pas, and he says, uh, he says, um, yeah. Do you think this is a faux pas? Two different sandwich companies. Too too many clothes. But really, this is faux ma. Get your mother a great gift card to Subway Sandwiches this <laughs> Mother's Day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, and so he's that, but the, the commercial is actually sponsored by Toshiba TVs um, because it zooms out from that commercial. And it's actually a Toshiba to- TV commercial because they're like, Wow, I could really see every detail of John Malkovich. And John Malkovich on the couch with a family of five, and he's like, "I love the clarity of my face, right?" right. And <laughs> the then it's crispness a, because it's also a commercial for ABC bringing back that show where people watch shows, oh, the reality yeah. TV show where people watch TV shows. That was apparently really successful in England. It so, is. Yeah. so yeah, it zooms out three times, and this is for Malaysia. And then it zooms out one more time, and someone is watching that on a Malaysian Airlines no. TV screen on the back. Underwater. Underwater. <laughs> and they're mer people. And they're mer people. They have kills. And they're just feasting on the flesh of the crashed people in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sucking down Randy Newman's own ranch packets. And recently dead Dr. John is playing. Such a night. <laughs> and he's a skeleton, like the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first one where they're walking on the floor. Yeah. But like that's the song, a sick scene. That's a badass scene. But the song playing is, What I want you got, it might be hard to handle. <laughs> so cut Jimmy John's commercial. John Fuck. Malkovich is playing the character in Dead Poet Society playing Puck from Midsummer's Night Dream. Uh, Red Foreman wants to send him to a military school. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Does he kill himself? Not this time. <laughs> this time he releases a soft... This time he releases a soft rock album that goes... Don't fear the reaper. <laughs> He's doing Blue close. Oyster. I'm not even close to the melody. It's like... Don't Jesus, don't fear the reaper. No, but it's like this. Fear the reaper. It's going... Don't fear the reaper, baby. And then it goes like this. (laughs) Sierra. (laughs) All right, and we come back to this show. 
And, uh, and, and what happens is that uh, it's a costume party based on the hit police song, uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me. So everyone is da- dressed like teachers and <laughs> Is students. that a real police song? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't stand. Don't, don't stand so close to me. It's about it's Sting student. being a teacher and trying to bang I thought it was from the well, oh, yeah. student's perspective, being into the teacher. And like, no, I think Sting's the teacher, and he's like attracted to the student, but he knows it's wrong. No matter what, it's, a, it's kind fucked of a up. fucked up song. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sting has written a lot of fucked up songs. Wait, yeah, so, like what? Um, uh, what's the fucking... Roxanne? Uh, Roxanne! No, what's the, what's the other song? Um, message in a Bottle. No, not Message in a Bottle. Yeah, Fields I fucking Fields hate gold. Messages in the Bottle. What? Fields um, of Gold. That's um, one of my favorites. Magic. What's the one about magic? What's the one where it's always watching you or something? Oh, like yeah. Oh, that is fucked. It's fun. literally a letter. He was magic. inspired Stalker. by... He was inspired by a real letter from a stalker to a woman that he was stalking. Oh, come on, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> Um, it's now used as a love song all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's no, but it's bad. No, and uh, and part of it is like ta- uh, every every move you make, every bone you break, I'll be watching you. Christ. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I change it. It's by Sting's solo work, Fields of <laughs> yeah. Gold. So oh, everyone is in golden, uh, like they're they're dressed like Ooh. Barley or like the two young lovers <laughs> or the being, jealous. It's being subsidized by the farm. Or the jealous sky, and the whole thing yeah. is sponsored by Monsanto, <laughs> and uh, everyone's having a great time. And so Sting reveals it, pulls off Randy Newman's face, oh, and no. reveals that this whole time it has not been Randy Newman. And then it's he, been Sting, but he pulls off a mask, and it's John and it's John Jovi, and then he pulls up a vest. It's bronzed John Malkovich wearing a banana hammock. He's jacked. He's taut, and he's strutting his stuff up there. Um, the attendees to the ball throw cash on the stage, thus funding the Police Academy League's youth basketball team. Murder one rates, more year. Murder rates in the Plummet. city crater. Because every, we never <laughs> let them out. We never let these people out, so they cannot fund their death squads that they have in the city. Um, <laughs> but meanwhile, like me and Sting are just like jamming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Until we run out of food and meth, and yeah. we all perish. We all perish of starvation and dehydration. Yeah. Wow. This is a lot. What it feels like. You solved it. I like it. I don't think Dylan does like we it. We solved the mystery. Dylan no, looks no, upset. I'm, I'm Dylan. upset. That's just my face. <laughs> I relate. I get that a lot. One time I was ro- walking across campus at DU, and our friend Reese came up to me and said, Dan, you look like something really bad just happened to you. And I'm like, yeah, I always look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> I've, had, I've had like an opposite, a, a typically opposite gender thing happen to me where I... told me to smile um, that's kind of kind of nice for uh, uh, society is it yeah i guess i don't know i definitely definitely the first time it happened to me i was be like better oh, if nothing this that, is what it yeah. feels like it'd be better if it never happened <laughs> this but is for, funny for now it evens the playing field. the other night um ben, well, i'm absolutely fine to have people do it to me the other night uh our friend ben and i were talking about how like one time we did this like intercultural communication training before we went on this travel and the instructor pulled us aside and told us we had like remarkably low confidence for young men, 
and we were like we were telling this story, and one of our friends. <laughs> wow, was, I can't wait! I would love to hear what they'd say about of, me. And one of our friends who was female was like, "Well, the world needs more like men, kind of like that." And I was like, "I don't know. Like, I think maybe it'd just be good if everyone felt good about themselves." <laughs> like, I think like, that yes. Like, think if that, I have to take one for the team, I will. I <laughs> you need more that, men to be like depressed pieces of shit. I can't do that. <laughs> it's Kind of soft-spoken, yeah. sweet boys that don't yeah, want to, yeah, yeah, interject. That's funny that Ben got it, too. I mean, yeah. you're a people pleaser, but I don't really see Ben. I guess he's just kind of... Ben will only, like, really speak his mind in specific... Like, we were talking about this last night. Like, we'll only... There's, like, certain scenarios where we'll be, like, I feel comfortable enough to really, like, tell this person how I actually feel about the situation. But yeah. I think for the most part, it's just kind of like... Like, if Dylan was, like hey, we're going to buy motorcycles and, like, move to Arizona and, like, open, like, a like an ironworks. I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> and you wouldn't come, though. No, I wouldn't come. That's my problem. I overpromise to people in social situations so often because I genuinely always want to, like, do whatever the person is excited about. Yeah. But then I get stretched too thin. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um... Well, we've we've got quite a bit of material here, fellas. We do. I, I feel like we're way. I feel like we're going down with the ship like Dido right now. Oh, that's <laughs> the second episode I you brought up Dido. Down with the- I think it's time to sign off. Yeah, we got we got things to do. It's about yeah. time that yeah. we need to leave. To I uh, shouldn't have had this much whiskey. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of got fucked in the Midday middle of the day. Whiskey. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, this has been by the grace of Pod Hot. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Um, I've been Aaron. I've been Dan. I'll say I've it. been Dylan. Uh, thank you for joining in uh, for this small, intimate episode, which included <laughs> our usual fare and some BGP, which yeah. would be a new uh, BG- yeah, yeah, like BGPR. BGPR. Which may... This is, I tell you, man, we're on a trend where like every time... I don't know how to feel about this one, because every time I feel like we've made an unlistenable episode, it ends up being great. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, this yeah. one, I have, have having that feeling about it. So I, I unlistenable know. episode? I, if it's going to come out I good. I feel like it's fine. And like it, it won't be as funny as our usual friend. No. But, but there's fun. some funny parts. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, thank you for listening, no matter what. We appreciate your patronage. Please check out the other uh, shows on the network. Which is currently called Stick Poke Productions, but might not be for long because I'm moving to really? Austin where somebody LLC'd that same oh, name. Oh, wow. After he messaged me, I realized that, like, oh, I'm planning to move to Austin where he messaged me from. Wait, did he message? So he saw something online and he was like, hey, man, I have a copyright on this? No, he was like, he was like, hey, man, I'm starting a film company. Can I call it the same thing because I'm uncreative? He didn't say that last part, but that's the facts of that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go ahead and LLC it over here if that's cool with you. I said, well, I don't have legal rights to it, but I'd really rather you pick a different name. What did, um, you, did you actually? I did. Him, what did he say? He didn't say anything. He didn't wow. respond. He didn't so. it anyway. Um, it's been suggested that I trademark it, but that costs a lot that's of a money. Lot of, what's that guy's name and what's his address, Aaron? Well, I feel like uh, the fact that you have stick and poke prods, like you could probably keep that. Right? Stick and poke productions was what he wants to call it, too, mm. with similar punctuation. Fuck that. Yeah, I know. That's what Why I said. Why doesn't he just change the punctuation? Anyway, check out uh, or just change the whole name. He can probably come up with something else. Anyway, uh, so. Will and Grace. Also on the yeah, network. On the network. You should just put his name in our name of the thing. You should just call it Stick and Poke Productions colon. This guy's name. Yeah, Ray Lewis is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Also on the network, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, <laughs> Chicago Met, Chicago Sanitation The Services, Wire. The Wire 2. The Wire 2. Mountain Dew, Live Wire, Mountain Dew, Code Red, Code Red. Mountain Dew, Whiteout. Right. Uh, so anyway, so, that's also a white reclamation name by the oh yeah, <laughs> Mountain Dew Whiteout. Oh dear. All right. Well, speaking of fascists, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, stand up uh, to your local fascists, take yeah. down their stickers, and uh, you know, rail against them if you can keep yourself safe while doing it. But also, thank you for listening to the uh, network. Uh, check out other shows like If It's Gay We Play and No Exit. Um, you can find those on Spotify and iTunes Store and Google Play. Uh, finally, what else? Do we have plugs, any other plugs? things? Um, plugs. I, I mean, yeah, we made a bunch of jokes about white supremacists. So I'll just say, <laughs> yeah. if if <laughs> if you know uh, if you know how to get into contact with me, Dylan Nevergall, on social medias, and you are currently experiencing a problem with white supremacists or incels or proud boys in your community, let me know, and I will come and headbutt them all. Um, yeah, I'm a, a very powerful head. He's a big guy. I'm um, I'm bigger than every white supremacist I've ever met. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to take those chances. <laughs> um, I'll make my typical bird plug of the week. Um, I think this is my second. Um, a bird that I'm really intrigued by right now is the ruby-crowned kinglet. Um, and I'm intrigued by this because on my birding journey, I still have so much to learn. Um, and I'm particularly weak on calls. There's not a lot of like distinctive bird calls I recognize. Um, but I was in the forest recently and I saw a ruby crowned kinglet, which is basically like the smallest warbler in North or smallest songbird in North America. Oh. Um, and it has like this thing on its head that looks like a little like wedge of grapefruit. Whoa. And it's this really bright bird in the forest. But I memorized its call, which is like, and, um, now I'm comforted because I went into the forest yesterday mm-hmm. and I didn't see one, but I heard one. Oh, nice. And so this is a, a big milestone for me of like, not a super common bird, but one that I can recognize the call. What nice. Do you, what do you bird, Dan? Um, so I like to bird at a place that is very frustratingly called Walden Ponds in Boulder, <laughs> uh, similar to Stick and Poke Productions. Of some unoriginal naming by uh, someone who came second. Oh, everyone's read that fucking book. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll read Walton Pond, but, and then I'll read the Zen of Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Fuck you. Yeah, read something yeah. no one else has. But it's cool that uh, it's like Shit. a reclaimed... I own Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Good for you, it. so does everybody else. I've never read it. Good yeah. for you, genuinely, that time. It's a, um, it's a reclaimed gravel mine northeast of Boulder. And it's an oasis for birds in the area. Um, so check that out if you live in Colorado. Um, other cool birding areas include uh, Roxboro State Park, which is at an ecological transition zone. And you can see the rare oven bird, which in the birding community oh. is very divisive because some people think it's a warbler and some people think it's a thrush. Stay tuned. Wow. I like the kingbird because it is yeah. cute and fat. Yeah, Aaron likes the eastern kingbird. He saw that the other day. That's a cutie. Um, I don't have any plugs really besides buy tickets to Orpheus Music yeah. Arts Festival August 9th through 11th in Glenwood Springs. I love Glenwood Springs. Oh, yeah. Please, please join us up there. We need folks to come out and support the lovely artists and musicians and a lineup that includes Chameleonaire. He'll be there. Lil Troy's gonna be there. Cowboy Troy. I think we get in legal trouble 
for saying Hill will be there. They won't be there. <laughs> They're not going to be there. They're they not going to be there. But you know who will be there? John Malkovich. Big I will be there. Randy Newman. Speaking of uh, promoting things and raising money for things, uh, Aaron and I are going to be in Scotland in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival. Uh, if you are going to be there or by some weird happenstance are Scottish and in Scotland and in Edinburgh, uh, let us know and we'll come say hello. Oh, I want to create a, um, a listener email for the pod. You want to create a newsletter? <laughs> no, just like people can email us questions Oh, yes, that's great. After some brief deliberation, we have determined that our Gmail account is going to be hotpodmailbag at gmail.com. So shoot us, drop us a line there, uh, let us know how you feel about the episodes, and uh, send in some fan theories or segments that you'd like to hear us do. Uh, we'd, we'd love any suggestions uh, to you know free us from our own brains. We're in and such desperate need of them. We're in desperate need. Uh, stay away from that character work. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, and have a great week. Kill your gods, kill your masters, kill uh, your father. <laughs> and try a new fruit this week. Yeah, like, uh, um, what's that one? Dragon fruit. Beautiful. <laughs> I need a sign-off. Like, like, uh, like. What about this? Like, what about this? Catch you at the mall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what about, what about you're like, I'm Aaron, I'm horny. That sounds like Earl. That sounds like Earl. That is very Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about, like, go catch yourself a sturgeon? <laughs> <laughs> this has been by the grace of Pod Hot. Hot. Go catch yourself a sturgeon. All right, bye, everyone.